Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Welcome to episode number, I think it's 60 now. Get out of town. Yeah, I know. Wow, I can't I, again, I, I haven't been able to count past 14. You need, but... you need to grow some more digits so you can keep up, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you know what, Scott? <laughs> I think we should talk about maps today. Oh, and, and 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 I'm not talking about you know like Google Maps. Yeah, you know that would that would mm-hmm. be kind of uplifting, right? That would be. No, no, we're going to talk about something else, Scott. Minor to minor attracted persons. Uh, and you know, <clears throat> I know that it's something I've. I don't want to say wanted to talk about, but you know, we kind of have a platform to bring it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and I have been saying this is before the internet. You know, I'm not alone when I say that there's in our own families, in, you know, our own churches, and in the people that we think is important, or Mm -hmm. in in entertainment, every which way we look is somebody that does something devastating. And as a kid, or even a young adult, I'll say is, I just seen that there've been more, it's always happened, but they're more... It, it seems like it's more out and about. We all are it's seeing it. It's being more normalized. Yeah, see, I hate saying that, but it's mm-hmm. true. And and I've said it, like, I want to say 20 years ago. Well, I better watch out. They're going to be trying to be, say that they're, they're it's okay. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get people to consider it okay. Yeah. And it's not okay. And uh, I'm not going to be bashful about saying it's not okay because it's just effed up. I know we've talked about like the LGBT community mm-hmm. and, you know, to each their own on that. And, and what I, why I'm bringing them up is, is that they're riding their coattails. They're trying to use their push for, you know, um, being treated as equals. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to like, when they open the gate saying, yes, we're going to, you guys deserve to be treated as equals. And then they're going, Hey, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm on the, I'm a maps. I've got my own. Letters, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know mm-hmm. what you want to call it, but, yeah. but, um, it's just seeming that there's people out in the open about it and everybody's making excuses about it. People don't get, will get mad at people like me that says what you're doing is effed up. And then they're thinking to me that that's not nice. You can't be talking bad about that. You know what? This is one thing we should all feel the same about in my opinion. Well, you know, it, it there's even within that particular community, you know, there's conflict between you know, the homosexual community versus like the transgender. Transgender, yeah. And because they're not fighting exactly for the same things. No. And but th- with the transgender community, it was always labeled as a um, like a mental disorder, right. um, um, gender dysphoria. That's and right. and so with the pedophilia thing, is that this this particular segment also have been identified as having a mental disorder. That's right. And they're trying to kind of do what you're saying, which is merge with yeah, them. merge with them and and try and normalize it and make it it make it out to be like it's this it's this thing that people need to accept and 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 be uh, more accepting of accepting and, of yeah right and and they're going to want us to call them what and be happy about who they are and and, yeah. and how I try to see it is is because I don't I don't put them in the same boat ever. Being um, now, mind you, in the gay community, there's going to be some pedophiles. Like I said, they're yeah, be everywhere. They, exactly, and same everywhere. with the transgender community. There's going to be some pedophiles, and and but generally, as straight people, gay people, whatever, that is a victimless people. Mm-hmm. 
it's generally consensual have to have a victim mm-hmm. you know and and even if they have their thoughts you know their thoughts always have to have a victim well we're talking in particular about you know kids prepubescent who are still developing you know psychologically and they are victims the reason that we we have these certain standards of of you know what age you can be independent or get married or whatever is because we know as adults that that segment of the population is not developed far enough to make proper decisions on their own. And so we protect them. And this particular segment of the population, the the MAP folks, are taking advantage of that, no matter what their psychological uh, attraction is to minors. That's the segment of the population we still need to protect. And unfortunately, what we're talking about today is about these people who are predisposed to being attracted to these these right. younger folks. So, Scott, you know, the legal age uh, for consent, if you will, is differs throughout the state. Mm-hmm. So, so have do you know if the the age has gone down? Like is everybody fighting to bring the age down? No, in fact, I think it's going the other direction is that there's even in other countries I saw that the age of 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 getting married they're pushing that up even above 18 in some countries. In the United States, I, I want to say that there's, a, there's some, some legal differences between, like, for instance, if, uh, you know, two teenagers are, are hot for each other versus someone who's over 18 that's dating someone under 18, then there's different uh, rules of engagement there. Right. But we're talking, in this particular case, we're talking about children that haven't hit puberty yet. Right. I mean, this is a very vulnerable population. I mean, high school, yes, they still, there's a lot of development that still needs to take place. But there's like this particular segment, you know, these MAPS folks are really, we're talking prepubescent. This is horrible stuff. Children, children. Children, children. You know, Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to, I, I say it that way because there are a couple states that their age is differ from consent mm-hmm. but like you're saying is is that they they don't they don't they don't push they're not pushing to lower the rate right. they've been pushing it throughout the years raising it raising it and mm-hmm. yeah and um you know i know so it's hard it, it's, 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 it's it horrible is. yeah i know it's it's hard to, it's a hard topic um when you said that you know we should talk about this I had had been on Twitter, and there was a, a video that went viral from this, I guess he was a professor or a professor. I can't remember if they said he was an aide of a professor at this university or if he was a professor. But he wrote a book uh, kind of about this thing, and, and he was answering a, a question, and it's quite disturbing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it for yeah, you. Let's check it out. You're not going to like it. Oh, great. That's, that's pissed me off. <laughs> so much for that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups, like Before You Act, um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. It just hurts uh, a, a lot, lot of people less. when they hear mm, the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. 
uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Um, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to it doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. Oh, my God. Okay, Doesn't n- it n- number one, the, the definition of, of pedophile is, is not actually someone who has committed a crime of pedophilia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually just exactly what he's talking about right. or they are talking about. It's a person who is attracted to minors. Yeah. That is a pedophile. pedophile. Right. It, it, he, it, he's trying to, or they are trying to change um, our perception of that. Right. Because it sounds, it's stigmatized. It yeah. sounds terrible. As it is. Like, we don't want to call a murderer a murderer because they kill things. We need to call them, <laughs> you know, a person that likes to manipulate one's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. It, it, they just want to be able to sleep at night and be sick Fs at the same time. Yeah. I, you know? It bothers me. In, so this this particular person, uh, I, I wrote down their name, Alan, um, Alan Walker. And he, he they... I'm going to screw that one up the entire show. They wrote a book and it's called a dark, a long dark shadow. And it's a, it's really about trying to normalize this. I can't even, I don't think I'm going to read that. (laughs) I'm not going to read it either. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. He's an assistant. They are an assistant uh, professor at old dominion university. And, and that's a problem. And that is a problem. And it sounds like, they were removed. But I, I hate saying they. They. I'm not. I don't. I just, <laughs> talked about this it's um, just advocacy. just one person, just so you know. It's, I know. It's not, it's not proper English. It, it's really hard to say. Uh, uh, was talking about before you act. And it's actually B and the number four. And then the single U. Uh, and then A-C-T. It's an advocacy group for people who are into children. And they're trying to support these people, help them with different, um, you know, uh, mental help. The problem is, is that they're also trying to get the rest of the community, the rest of the, the world, to cut these people some slack. Right. And, and not stigmatize them or their behavior or their thoughts. Well. There are so many different areas in our world right now where, you know, pedophilia is well known. Talk about Catholic Church. Right. One of the biggest, I mean, I don't know, I might have some stats here about how much money has actually been allocated, but it's in the billions. Right. And mind you, any church or religion you're going to find, you're going to find this, but Mm -hmm. Catholic Church is well known. And it feels like they are not slowing up the situations either. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, really, this is these 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 people, these pedophiles, are exist everywhere. It's not just in the Catholic Church. They, they just happen to have probably the most and the highest payout to the victims. Right. But we're talking Hollywood. Yeah. We're talking in schools. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different places that have these folks that are kind of like under the radar. Because because they haven't acted yet, but I say yet, yes. because there's yeah. still, with these folks, there's a high desire to be with children. Right. And I will have to say, you know, more I think about something in life, 
makes me want to go achieve it, you know, from building a home or a car I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, when people uh, have good thoughts or bad thoughts and then it's continuing, they're likely going to have a mix up, have a oopsie. And you never know at what stage. Right. Right. They may not have issues through their 20s and 30s. And, you know, I don't also, I don't take away the issue of most of these people have, if not all of them, have been um, harmed in their life at some point. But that's a very good point. They are responsible for their own actions. And, um, um, you know, in my life, I know some family people, members, I guess, that, uh, you know, they were Catholic and they would do some bad things. Go repent on the weekend, mm-hmm. clean slate, do it again and again and again and again. And to what consequence? You know, I mean, I know there are consequences out there, but it's so few and far between. So many victims don't even come forward. Some of them might come forward years and years later, but some of them never do. Some of the victims will start being um, uh, finding victims of their own when they get older. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. It's a domino effect. And um, like you said, is they're, you know, they're still, they're still developing, developing mm-hmm. and they're confused. I mean, you know, it, it was kind of weird. I had found a, found out that a friend of mine when I was a kid was minor attracted. I want to be nice. I'm just kidding. He was a pedo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he says a he said a term and I hate it now. I can't stand yeah. it. It just ruins everything. Like if I go out to uh, um, a restaurant and I go, well, hey, you know, how's your steak? And they go, oh, it's really tender. I go, oh, don't want that nope. because that's the word that he used <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was going, what, what, mm-hmm. what? Hmm. Threw up a little bit in my mouth. Um, we got to not be buddies anymore, you know. And I will say this because it's not a, an excuse. But he wasn't um, he wasn't treated well as he when he was a kid either, mm-hmm. and you know it's somebody has to put a stop to it at some point so it doesn't continue on at least on your on your you know your tree you yeah. know well and some of these folks they they'll get to a point where they they may not have acted on on their their desires but it, throughout their life they've positioned them to be closer and closer. And at what point do they give in? A lot of these people do find things that help their desires. Example, if I'm a gun guy, I told you, if I ever retire, I'd love to go work in a gun shop. I want to be close to what I like. (laughs) If I'm a car guy, I might want to go work at exotic, if I like exotic cars, well, I might be able to afford one, but I'm going to go work in a place that sells them all the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people will be, I mean, like I said, anywhere, but from church to be around them, they'll like look at jobs and places that they could go help, quote, work or help out mm-hmm. and like a school bus driver a teachers coaches you know? mm-hmm. yeah yeah keep my eyes on you buddy i know i and, know uh, well we had this conversation before where you know i i have to be out in the open or other people around because i don't want to be in an environment where i'm by myself with someone with another athlete because right. even just the claim of of misconduct right because you you are a very kind, nice, helpful person. Well, thank you. And, and you know, somebody, if you were to have your hand on your back, hey, you did a good job today. Mm-hmm. And the wrong person come back and think something else of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're right. You, it's 
for, for the benefit of you and the children, and heck, even the parents that are concerned, you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can still have the closeness of, you know, of coach and what do you call them? Trainee? I don't know what you call them. Yeah, and, yeah athlete. And, um, but, uh, but to be cautious. And also, in being cautious, the child will never even have that, mm-hmm. you know, ex, you know uh, feeling of, of maybe somebody trying to be inappropriate, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... This, uh, this Before You Act um, organization, they have this document. They, they call it Principles and Perspectives of Practice. Again, they're trying, at least from what I'm reading, is that they want to provide some sort of uh, mental health support for these type of folks. The problem is, is that there's a lot of language in here that um, uh, makes me uncomfortable about how they want the general public to look at them. Right. Here's the number six of, of seven principles that they have. It's uh, stigma reduction. It says... Uh, we recognize the severe stigma directed against minor attracted people by the media, politicians, law enforcement officials, and some, some health professionals. Well, yeah, of course. We oppose the perpetuation of false stereotypes and the use of language that installs fear in the public, fails to promote understanding, and ignores the humanity of minor attracted people. Already it's going in a direction I don't like. Yeah, and how dare they say negative things about them? Yeah. Uh, we realize that stigma and stereotypes force minor attracted people to remain in hiding and prevent those who could benefit from mental health services from receiving them. We do not believe this serves the interests of the children, minor attracted people, or society in general. Therefore, providers have an obligation within their profession and community to speak up and confront stereotype-perpetuating statements made by professional colleagues, family members, friends, the media, providers need to educate professionals and the larger community regarding persons' sexuality attraction to children or adolescents. Again, it seems to me that they're trying to destigmatize, and I'm sorry, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that it's a horrible thing, and you should carry a stigma if that is what you are attracted to. Yes, I want you to have mental health services, support, all of those things, yeah. but let's, let's not try and normalize it and make it out to be something that is okay. Yeah, let's normalize it as it's a situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's normal. But, but we already know of, that. <laughs> right. Well, they don't. Yeah. Oh, they need gotcha. to see it as such. Not uh, instead of sitting there trying to rename it so it sounds nicer to them because pedophile or chomo or child molester, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, is just, that's a hurtful thing. Mm-hmm pisses me off you know it, and me too and and again i i really hope that every um i don't know every walk of life you know whatever whatever you believe in whoever you want to marry or be with they all i mean if there's one thing we could get on board with couldn't it be this leave our <laughs> couldn't we agree on alone, this yeah you know i mean yeah. my gosh I, you know your kids are are such a clean slate when they're born and you know my daughter's a great girl but you know she's a teenager and she has tendencies to being a jerk once in a while or doing stuff that she shouldn't be doing it's or normal for her age and but it's a, there's already enough against that's that's tarnishing her clean slate you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i do man. and this just straight destroys them it'll destroy them it, it, a, 
another person very close to me is very old in mm -hmm. the 70s. Mm -hmm. and, and something happened to her 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. Bothers her today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and you talk to a lot of these people. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to bring it up. Blah, blah, blah. It's still hiding the, the, the bad guy. I can't think of what we, what do we call them? The, the person that. The that, pedophile. Yeah. Okay. The pedophile. Well, um, we'll just call them. I know. But, how we see but you, you have victims and then you have, <laughs> I'm, I'm missing a word. You have victims and you have the, the person. The, per the perpetrator. The perpetrator. Thank mm -hmm. you. And, and. The and victimizer. I, victimizer. So, and I feel <laughs> that the more that people talk about it, even if it was their own pain, number one, it puts it back onto the victimizer. Mm hmm and more off of the victim. It doesn't seem that way. There's a lot of embarrassment, a lot of bringing up issues, but it still affects you so long, and so many people still like, I don't want to bring up, I don't want to create waves. Create those waves, people. Mm -hmm. Fucking make those waves. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know if I'm getting this right, but mm -hmm. I kind of understand the, the, that people have sins, okay? They, they have bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. People might go, maybe even me, said, man, if I go in that bank, Right now, rob that bank. I might have $7 more than I have now. I don't know what I get out of there. But it's not an illegal, I know it's a sinful quote thought, mm -hmm. but it's not illegal unless I act upon it. I kind of feel that, that, you know, these people might have these attractions, no doubt, but it should not be ever acted upon. But, mm -hmm. but in fact, you need help with it. But I could understand why they say it's not illegal to have a thought. You can't. Yeah, you, you know, of course. Have I ever said, oh, I'm going to kill that guy, you know? Have yeah. I ever meant it or not? I'm not going to say. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only illegal. It's, I, want, I want us to be able to have that thought. Yeah. I mean, not that thought, but have our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking about but, Minority Report. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to be able to have the restraint to not act upon them. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess I could kind of understand that. I mean, I don't want anybody to have those kinds of thoughts. But if they do, I would like them to go, you know what? I'm going to actually bring this out in the open, and I'm going to go get help with it. Mm -hmm. Because it isn't normal. I don't care if people think that everybody wants to just make everything normal, good or bad. It needs to be normal because we don't want to offend anybody. Some people we need to freaking offend. Mm -hmm. And the people that want to look up, look out, uh, reach out for help with this... I'm willing to offend them. I'm willing. <laughs> I'll treat them horribly. I always said that the, I wish I could remember the these the shows. But there's a couple of shows. Maybe you might know that if I could, hell, I'd do it this to, today if they could pay me. I have to unfortunately, you know, pay for my life. But um, as retiring, you know, to volunteer my time, where these people, lack of better words, they catfish mm -hmm. these pedophiles. And then they meet up with them, and these pedophiles will have a bag of goodies and toys and alcohol to meet mm -hmm. up with these kids, yep. and they will bust their butts right then and there. And now, mind you, they didn't allow anything to act upon it, but they know that they're out there, and it's a deterrent, and that would be such a satisfying uh, job to uh, attempt to stop that. Well, yeah, there's a, a series on Dateline for a number of years where they were setting stings trying to catch these people because i mean it's disgusting and horrible yeah that's right dateline did do one i think mm -hmm. i saw one where this guy goes don't remember names sorry guys but he was like hey oh you're blah 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 oh shit 
you know, because like, <laughs> he knew. He, right. right. <laughs> uh-huh. One guy went out the window. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Dateline, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it'd yeah. be some satisfying to yeah. start letting them know it's not okay. There was a, I want to say it was a Dateline as well, where they went to like Cambodia and were basically found this U.S. doctor who would go there and um, vacation there and go to these strip clubs and then hook up with these miners. And this was talking about, you know, he could get like three girls for 50 bucks. And I just, it floors me that this person, they go to Cambodia where I don't know what the laws and stuff are. It's just super accessible. But then what does he do when he come back, comes back to the United States? Is is there a danger there? Well, yeah, I think there is danger there. Well, it's just going to... I'm getting sick and tired driving all the way, flying all the way over there. <laughs> I can't recall if it was in Cambodia, but it was another country. Mm-hmm. And they did an undercover deal, and there was mothers, a bunch of mothers with a bunch of these kids, mm-hmm. and they were selling them, yeah. having babies and selling them. Mm-hmm. It's this so horrible. Dis- yeah. Um, I was wondering if we could take a quick break here. Yeah, sure, absolutely. All right. Yeah, we'll be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, NeverTooSerious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right. Uh... Dave, you were bringing up this Jared Fogle. Give a little bit of uh, background on who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a gentleman that uh, just an everyday dude, everyday really heavy set dude at one point in time. And um, I don't remember, don't care about the details too much, but, you know, he ended up eating uh, Subway sandwiches. And, uh, you know, he lost a ton of weight. So he became kind of a, they, they heard of, Subway heard about it and, put him on a lot of uh, his commercials and you know he made it, he made pretty big on that it was mm-hmm. kind of cool good for him and you know after he became kind of big he kind of started doing quote tours you know and talking about his weight loss and showed his pants to show his how much weight he's lost and in trying to help out kids mm-hmm. and how to be healthier mm-hmm. and you know we've talked a little bit earlier about you know how a lot of you know pedophiles will find ways to put themselves, insert them into a position that would make things easier for them mm-hmm. to victimize. Mm-hmm. And well, he did just that and he got caught. Um, I, I don't even remember how or, or what it, the incident was that got caught, but he got caught subway dumped him fast you know, because uh, they certainly didn't know anything about it. Yeah, they didn't want to support that. Yeah, and so, um, and I'm not knocking Subway, you know, and nobody knows, you know, that'd be like me uh, wanting to disown my church because there was somebody that decided to, uh, you know, abuse their power and abuse a child. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, you, you talked about this clip, so I'm going to play it real quick. Yeah, I want people to hear it. Recordings being heard publicly for the first time, Jared Fogle discusses his sexual interest in children. I like all ages. That's the thing. I, mean, I like all of them, you know? Well, what makes it different? I mean, from one age to another, why? Just... Well, it just depends which, who's ready for what. And, you know, who's 
them and could use a glance, you know what I mean? The woman talking with Fogel is Rochelle Herman Walren, a former radio host who interviewed Fogel and became suspicious when she overheard him say he found middle school girls attractive. Oh, geez. So mind you, you know, he goes on and talks about, you know, what he looks for and stuff, but the disturbing shit that bothers me is, you know, they give you the glance. Mm-hmm. Nobody's giving you a glance, dude. That's your made-up yeah. shit in your head. You're fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. Ain't no little kid looking at his dumpy ass. I don't care if you lost weight or not. Mm-hmm. He still looks like a nerd or whatever you want to call him, trying to be nice-ish, but... And thinks that they're giving him some sexual look, like... Mm-hmm. And how about this? Uh, when he acts on it, do they still have that, quote, glance that you think they have? Or is it fucking terror? Yeah. Sorry, it pisses me off. Yeah. Because it... This is this is how millions upon millions of human beings, not just in our country, but in our in this world, and um, they make up stuff, make up you know to make it seem like what they're doing is normal. They make up phrases so they don't have to like feel the sting of that stigmatized phrase, so they don't want to be that you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a pedophile. I'm a minor attracted person. You know, you know it, it's it's not illegal. Not 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 what I'm about to say. But, you know, people are of age, and then they marry or get together, whether they marry or not, I don't know, but um, they'll get together, like, you'll have, like, a 20-year-old legal consent, mm-hmm. but now they're with somebody that's 68 years old. It's like, why was there be an attraction? What, like, it's, I don't care. I know normal is, I know, there, there's, there's everybody on both sides of normal, but... You know, I would think that, well, why would that gal be interested? Mm-hmm. Maybe a fat pop pocketbook? All right, I, I could see that. Well, okay, so Anna Nicole Smith. Right. She married this billionaire when he was 86, I believe he was 86 at the time. And, uh, and of course, she was super young. I don't know if she was, like, in her early 20s. Right. Uh, the story was about basically her, you know, marrying him for his money but, but, that, but that, that's the attraction. But I don't know that that's actually the case. As as I was listening a little bit more about her particular story, this guy had actually proposed to her like four other times uh-huh. over multiple years. <laughs> but and uh, and maybe you know I don't know he was dating a, a hooker while his wife had Alzheimer's and and he was still wheelchair bound. And then this lady died, and then he found uh, Anna Nicole and started hanging out with her and I don't even know if there was any um you know sexual relationship there but well I think you most know to be 86 would, and, and <laughs> to watching somebody get naked in front of you and stuff there's a little bit of sexualness there yeah maybe you know, some mental some 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 <laughs> wives might even think that uh it might be cheating on them if you go out there and have pay for another girl to get naked and mm-hmm. sit on your lap and stuff so yeah. uh you know but so, but, you know, when I see that somebody might be attracted to, I'm not saying that she is or isn't, whatever, mm-hmm. but attracted to their pocketbook, oh, I could get mm-hmm. that. That's, well, that's, that's got, that's its own disturbingness. Well, you were talking about the um, kids that are, that are abused have these different issues. Well, Anna Nicole was one of those yeah. kids. She grew up in a very rough home and was abused. And had, maybe by somebody like the old dude, yeah. Or does he just like? Well, and that's the thing is that he wants some. I don't know. No, most normal people wouldn't accept that type of relationship with that age discrepancy. But there was abuse on her side. I don't know about his side, but there was abuse on her side, and so 
you know, in that case, it was consensual. But still, uh, most normal people wouldn't be marrying an 80-something-year-old and having right. some sort of relationship with, with them. Yeah. And and you were on it earlier, which is early abuse in their childhood does, you know, right. screwed up things in their in their brain. Right. Because normal isn't really always bad, people. Mm-hmm. You know, this, these days when you say normal, they're like, oh, yeah, but you're just trying to be normal. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there are you know, some good things about that. Mostly, mostly good. Uh, there was another, uh, we were talking about age gap relationships. Right. Um, right. Hugh Hefner, he's a famous one, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many relationships did he have? Couldn't count him. And I don't think he could either. Yeah. You know? And, and, and he had several at one time too, mm-hmm. you know, you know, but you know, those are extravagant ex- examples, mm-hmm. you know, because there's also everyday people where there's no real big pocketbook there. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing that they're getting. Like these gals could get something from him, mm-hmm. a place to stay, some fame, some money, you know, get treated well, um, perhaps, but you know, there's, everyday people from, you know, working at the supermarket and this one here happens to work, you know, I don't know, a teacher or anything else. Mm-hmm. And there's 40 years and, and, and I just, you know, and I've seen commercials about it. And like somebody put time and lots of money to make a commercial about people that are, are, um, there, I get it. They're within legal consent ages, but it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And and I try to see, okay, they have to be attracted. I, like I say, a pocketbook. Well, I could maybe see that there's a lot of money or, mm-hmm. or security, okay? But for a guy, or it doesn't matter, I guess, who cares? For an older woman or older guy to look at a younger person that's so much younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm talking like 30 years is, why do you, why do you have that attraction? I've, you know... I'm kind of curious about at what point, you know, like, for instance, I I kind of get a little uncomfortable when there's an 18-year-old and someone who's, you know, in their 30s even. As as that 18-year-old becomes in their 30s, and now we're talking about someone in their 60s, then I go, uh, maybe there's not as much, because I think that that younger person has developed to a certain point in adulthood to be able to make decisions for themselves, and I go... Okay, I, I don't care that much, but there is a, an age where the level of maturity and mental development hasn't really hit yet. Or, like we were saying earlier, they have had major abuse issues mm-hmm. when they were younger, and that will kind of tweak their brain and their ability to make right. certain types of decisions. Right, later. absolutely. I, I know that you know a young gal or girl would that have what people call daddy issues, if you will. Oh, yeah, so I don't that have to is a common. Detail, um, <laughs> we'll seek out and, and, and find something to comfort them. Um, maybe that's the glance that uh, Jared Fogel's looking for, is mm-hmm. somebody that's been abused so he could finish it off, you know. But, but it's part of, the, I think that is part of the, um, you know, the identification phase of, of this type of abuse is, you know, he, what Jerry's talking about is, is looking for kids that have certain things going on, certain characteristics about, you know, how they interact with other people, how they, how they dress, how they might take care of how, how many other people interact with them and in what way. I mean, he's identifying certain things. And then, of course, he's got that little mental 
thing that says, oh yeah, if they smile at me, suddenly they're attracted. No, no, no. That's you. You. All you. <laughs> exactly. You know, and there's a lot of people that are, um, you know, uh, I, I don't want to just say entertainment, but people that are, because I don't like to say in power either, but, you know, that are well-known or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't like famous or influencers I or I, I could say famous, but I mean, people that are like pastors or, or, you know, teachers or coaches like mentors. or even, even singers and, mm-hmm. and actors. So I'm trying to lump up people that are police officers, you know, somebody that you're supposed to be able to trust mm-hmm. or you wouldn't, you don't even think about it. So, you know, you have a lot of people that follow and chase bands, follow and and love oh, yeah. love actors, and they think so highly of them, and they meet them, and they don't may not have any sexual desires for these people, but they're still you know like all the girls screaming at the Beatles, you know they just mm-hmm. or faint you know because they're just around somebody that's so famous you mm-hmm. know and and they will often use their fame or power or status to take and they they can even see that as oh, they want me, yeah. You know, and who cares? Even if they did or didn't, shouldn't you be able to like uh, not abuse them? I mean, it's the reason why they call it abuse. You yeah, know? yeah, they kind of take advantage of that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and and um, and it, and it, there's a, there's a lot of people that that have done that and are still doing that. And you know, don't you don't you think though that there's a push on on the political left to normalize this stuff in? In more areas, I I know. I, I mean, on on my list, I had Sam Adams. He was a Portland right. mayor. Yeah, yeah. He 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 messed around with a seventeen year old. I think it was. Yeah, Bo Breedlove w- was a intern. And he, I remember this back in the day, and I don't think we would pull it up or have it. So I'm just going to tell you, this isn't a quote. I can't find it. I don't know the exact quote, but I remember the talk was. Yeah, but he was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, is it because he's gay? We're going to just you know, Sam, Sam, Samuel Adams was is a was is gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was or yeah. he is gay. And I'm like, why are we brushing this under the rug? It seemed mm-hmm. like like who cares if he's like, well, he's almost old enough. I'm like, yeah, I but did. He's I, not. I found I found a little piece about it. Yeah, let's check it in, out. In 2005, Adams met Bo Breedlove, a 17 year old interning for Oregon State Representative Kim Thatcher. In September 2007, Adams denied rumors of a sexual relationship between the two, calling the allegations scurrilous. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. Bullshit is what um, he's trying to say. Yeah, and adding that, that they played into stereotypes of the predatory gays. In 2009, after being confronted with the story in the Willamette Week uh, newspaper, local newspaper, Adams acknowledged about lying about the nature of their sexual relationship. And then Breedlove confirmed um, what was their relationship. Right. And, and he, he still stayed in office during this time. He lied about it. But, of course, he's a Democrat uh, mayor, and he had the support of his party. Right. And, and didn't yeah, make it a big deal until, yeah. you know, later on. And well, they and, just kind of brushed and, it under the rug. Yeah, and, and I hate that they use little lies. I'm not saying that people don't or haven't, but saying that, you know, that, oh, he's gay, so he's, he's, he's a pedophile. And that's not true. Yeah. Not all gay people are pedophiles. There's gay, it's, 
is a fraction of them in every walk of life. Yeah. And, uh, and most people know somebody that's been abused mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. you know, well, it, but in this case, it's like, th- this was an illegal thing. He was in a position of power, elected official, and still nothing was done ever about it. Even today, not yeah, done anything right. about it. Right. It's it's odd where some people go to jail forever and die in jail because of it, because it's not taken too well in jail. Mm-hmm. But if I remember correctly, uh, it was probably seven, eight years ago, I knew somebody who had some new... I knew somebody that his dad had gotten to jail for uh, molesting some children. Mm-hmm. And I heard that there was like 30% of people, at least in that jail or in jails in general, I don't know, were there because of of that oh wow i'm like what the what then who people aren't kicking the shit out of them enough in jail (laughs) you know they don't know how serious it is you know but Mm -hmm. um again that statistic i don't know is true or not but there's a lot more than we think are but at the same time when you have power when you're somebody it goes and i mean even in churches we talk about the catholic church you Mm -hmm. can pay them off you can move along and guess what all it does is allow more victims. It doesn't stop it. Yeah. You know, we have old MJ, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple situations here and there. He's paid off a lot of people himself, right? Yeah. And um, well, he I, got, he's still, people, not only, even while this was happening, parents still took their kids over there. He was a very unique one because he was so famous and was trusted by so many of these so many of these families to come over to his Neverland ranch and sleep in the same room, let alone sleep in the same bed with him. There's some really that is crossing a line that right. these parents should never have crossed. But some of these parents go ahead. Well he he ended up the this huge investigation and he ended up basically uh I, I don't know if the charges were dropped, but he ended up winning this case where proved himself that he wasn't guilty of of the claims of of molestation in other words they couldn't prove they couldn't that prove he did it <laughs> yeah but if you look at all the different behavior and all the all the kids that he used to hang out with and then they talk about you know being sleeping in the, in the same bed with him and and how you know caring and all this stuff there's there's just some weird stuff in there even if he didn't actually molest a kid he still has crossed some lines yeah. and there should be red flags everywhere there were there were two um people who came out later on and Ooh. did this um documentary yeah. that had um uh, basically made these claims the problem is that there was a lot of information about them that turned out to be uh, people would say false and so then it it sort of even even the hints of some of the the allegations start to lose credibility because these two weren't very credible. Well, and you know there's a reason why I didn't want to watch it or mm-hmm. haven't watched it or whatever is because these people waited till he died to oh, speak up. Yeah. You know where where are you trying to stop the situation, you know? Are yeah. you just trying to glorify yourselves now at this point? You know, I'm all about bringing it up, even in any point in time, but if it was so rampant, then screw you. You just wanted your job, you know? Yeah, Wade uh, Robson and James Safechuck. 
those were the two in this Leaving Neverland documentary. And and the it, what bothers me is just that there were a lot of false things in this particular thing. And what it just it it creates um i don't know it 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 basically has has people protecting more of michael jackson and and who he was and what he did even though there's some red flags of what michael jackson was doing you know kids sleeping in his bed that's a huge red flag and just because you got two guys that appeared to be suing the estate to get a whole bunch of money doesn't mean that the things that are documented are any less valid harmful right oh yeah yeah I, I i agree i i i think that a lot of the issue is is that even while some of these things were going on the parents i mean mind you let's just say we don't know what was going on but how cool would it be is like yeah i'm going over to michael's house yeah mm-hmm. we hang out the kids hang out it's it's cool you know i mean to know somebody that fame that that high up in fame mm-hmm. but michael he was abused too, mm-hmm. and he's also a secluded. Trust me, I think he is an outstanding performer, talented as heck. Um, but because of his fame and his bra- uh, being raised the way he was, I think he was just really messed up. Oh he yeah, had a hard time being able to. I'm not making excuse for anything whatsoever. It's just understanding, you know. I. I had had a discussion with a family member about some people that were being, it's funny, it's not funny, but you know, we just, just crazy that we were just talking about this, just uh, not, not because of the show, uh, wasn't that long ago. And, and, uh, we were talking about somebody that we found out was another sicko mm-hmm. and, and I go, and I stop, I go, oh my gosh, that's insane. I go, I bet you he was abused terribly. And, you know, and then my family member was like, you know, wah, 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 that's, you know, that doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not saying it matters, but if you don't, if you can't sit back and think of where it starts, you don't know where to end it. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't, you have to have the understanding of how it keeps going. And people are just too busy to shut down the one past and hang this person too. Like mm-hmm. you need to, you need to dig up that whole root system of that family tree and burn it all. Well, there's so many people who, who grow up having abuse in their, in their life in some form or another who, who do kind of get over and become amazing people and hugely successful. But then there's also a segment of the population that never get over it. Yeah. And, and one of the big commonalities is abuse as a child. It it has an immense impact on your brain when this traumatic stuff happens as as a kid, sure. and it's really hard to get over it. And depending on the type of environment that you've lived in, even through your adulthood, sometimes it, that stuff never goes away. Well, these people want it to be normalized. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, you you see, go to a family where it has been normalized for. I'm just going to throw mm-hmm. it out. Sixteen years where somebody was abusing somebody else thinking it was a normal thing to do mm-hmm. and it's destroyed their lives today, even after the person's been dead for 30 years, you know what I mean? It, it, nobody really, except for the, the, you know, the, the perpetrators want it normalized mm-hmm. and it's disturbing that that's what they want. It's, it's a disturbing thoughts. Yeah. But I want to take a quick break and then come back, talk about the Catholic church. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. 
Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. So the, the Catholic Church, one of the most famous organizations, <laughs> because uh, the, the pedophilia that was going on in their organization, and then, of course, all the lawsuits that followed. Right. And we're talking about you know, kids that were abused that didn't, you know, they didn't mention this stuff until they were well into their adult years. Right. And in some cases mentioned, you know, after the priest that, that harmed them had, had died. And the, the Catholic church in 2017, there were a total of 414,000 priests. And what's interesting, the Catholic church, even through the years as, as all of these different things have come out, Catholic Church has actually grown from, they said it was 653 million in 1970 to one point, almost 1.3 billion in, in 2012. So the, the church has grown significantly, wow. but the number of priests is, is massive. I mean, we're talking 400,000 priests from all over the place. And the, I mean, the lawsuits have been stacking up like crazy. They said that the average settlement for these clergy sex abuse victims was approximately $268,000 per abused, you know, victim. Wow. That's that's huge. In some cases they said that the settlement had received over over a million dollars. Well, and they have the funds to pay it. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. There's other quote corporations out there. I'm not saying I don't know how you want to see this, but that uh would have to shut down with that many um uh oh lawsuits. yeah it would yeah the organization would go away and then and then is it even slowing down or stopping you know did they put a stop to it <laughs> paying people off isn't mm-hmm. usually uh well i guess these are lawsuits so that's actually bringing it up but you know they're they're still i mean they're instituting a lot of different other mechanisms within their organization to catch this kind of stuff but i mean we're talking over three billion dollars Wow. $3 billion. That's, that's a, a lot of abused that's kids. A lot. Isn't that just disturbing? Uh, I, I saw an article from, I want to say it was a Huffington Post. I'm not a big reader of their stuff, but they were talking about the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses oh. church. They get involved in the gig? Yeah, because they, they're very sort of a private uh, uh, religious uh, organization, and they evidently there's a practice there that they don't trust outside authority a whole lot. And so when there's issues within the organization, like child abuse, they They keep it internal. They keep it internal. They don't, they don't let it get outside. Keep going. Well, sure. Because then who's, who, what are the controls inside? It might even enable a pedophile to be able to put themselves in place because, Hey, this is a, this is an okay place to, you know, practice their thoughts, I guess. Yeah, well, especially if they become in some sort of leadership position. Right. And it's really tough in a religious institution because, you know, people, generally the followers, they they believe in this stuff wholeheartedly, and they trust their their leaders to guide them through this this religious experience. 
and they don't want to go against these leaders because they fear um you know some sort of wrath from god that i was going to say that that uh in an, I, I don't know if there's any stats to prove this but i always believe that within churches when it happens cuz usually it's somebody of an authority or you know obviously an adult mm-hmm. and you always you know supposed to go to an adult for help and um but there's more i feel that there's more issue when it comes to something um underneath a religious umbrella mm-hmm. because now you're now you're going to you know cuz everybody sins i mean i don't know there's just more guilt involved in coming forward mm-hmm. i mean think of all the people that's come forward in, in any situation um or not just the churches but that's only just a partial part part not not all of them come forward not all the people come forward mm-hmm. and in fact i would bet that it's just the tip of the iceberg that ever comes forward and there's more that never ever do and suffer the rest of their life there are a lot of pressures in those organizations because there's rules and there's things you're supposed to do or not do there's um a lot of um, influence from the leadership but there's also then the influence from um you know the higher power and what you're supposed to be doing to follow the guidelines of that well then they can feel guilty because they committed these acts too and even they feel they're vulnerable, being so vulnerable that kids can think that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, and and um, and that they have to or need to or should. It's just it just tears their minds up. They don't know um, what what they're thinking exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's another area that I think is well. Let me put it this way: There's a lot of abuse. And I know that these institutions are trying to do, you know, more things to uh, prevent it. But in education, teachers, you're talking about people earlier about, you know, their influence and being an authority figure and being liked and all this. Teachers are fit into that category. And yep. there have been a lot. I, I saw a, a website that listed um, 25 female teachers. Oh, yeah. That had been guilty of abusing. Uh, abusing their students right in, in amazing ways getting pregnant getting yeah yeah there's some even, the, even marrying the kids after they did everybody did their time mm-hmm. it's disturbing yeah there are yeah there's some famous ones um mary Kay letourneau uh-huh yep mm-hmm. i think she's the one that actually ended up marrying yeah, her victim her and they victim. had kids and uh eventually i think that they got divorce but much later on down down the road but yeah she was a famous one um shorewood elementary school yeah um it's just amazing you know some of them and and i was looking at some of the ages and and they do have mug shots here and some of them like the teachers are not like bad looking they don't look super creepy their age ranges go from you know, in their their lower mid twenties right. to I saw some that were in their upper forties. It's not like Har- Harvey Weinstein with a wig on. You know, it's yeah, not like it's it's. And I it's, don't. It's it's uh, to me, and I didn't look it up or anything, but these are people that's been abused, mm-hmm. and they're acting out on it. You know, it's amazing. It just goes from the lowest, you know, from like like you said, other countries that are you know, dirt poor to, you know, you have your Jeffrey Epstein and, you know, Prince Andrew, 
you know, they, these are the high ups as they go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's in every walk of life. You can't, if, if the kids get lucky enough to never be sexually abused, unfortunately their friends, they, they're going to know somebody that has been, mm-hmm. and it is that common and it is not talked about enough. And in fact, there's, there's paths for this to grow right now, not to be extinguished. You know, I know everybody says the right thing. Everybody has something in place, you know, to, to discuss it. But, um, but I see movements of it getting bigger and people growing bolder. And, um, you know, somebody makes a statement on, you know, liking little kids and there's like 10,000 likes. That's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care if it was 10,000 in all of America. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and some other news stories came out. CNN producers, two of them, mm. came out with, um, you know, with, with different claims of, uh, you know, arrested for un- unlawful sexual activity with a minor. Um, you know, the, and these are... Some of these folks, I mean, I think one of them was working with, I think, I want to say it was Jake Tapper. I mean, oh. one, you know, he's a producer that's yeah. working with some high end talent. Right. And uh, I, it's amazing that it's just come out now because it seems like these are the types of folks that have had, you know, issues right. for years. So just, it's not like it suddenly came out and suddenly they're attracted to do you ever, minors. Do you ever really hear too many stories about, yeah, this person, um, he, uh, you know, abused this one kid and he got in trouble and, you know, it was his first time, luckily. No, it's all, it's almost always, uh, it's been going on for years and years, mm-hmm. yeah, years and years. And it's, it's, I guess they're good at it. I don't know mm-hmm. how they, how, I, I know it's all has to do with how tormented the, the victim's mind becomes mm-hmm. where they're just scared. And can't well, eventually these kids, they grow up and you know, they come forward. Um, Josh Duger, he's another Maybe. famous one that came out, uh, child porn. What was he from? Uh, he was, he was from that reality show with like, I was like 19 kids or something ridiculous. Oh, he was one of them. It, it, he I was say, I recognize his, his name, but I couldn't. Yeah. He was one, one of the kids that, um, I think I want to say that they actually followed him, um, as like a spinoff type show. Uh, but, you know that that was a family that was on video constantly. Someone right. had to have seen something from him early on that would suggest that he had some like petting some of the hair or <laughs> sniffing of kids or something <laughs> oh, like that. Geez, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and Come on, man. So, <laughs> uh, so school trainings happen at schools that are that cover a, a huge number of topics, but one of them is child abuse and. I just pulled out one of the, uh, these are the phases, and this is not necessarily the the, the standard set of, of trainings for every school, but this is in particular, I think this one came from yeah, I would like to Texas, and they were saying the first phase is the engagement and like grooming right. phase, and this is like identifying those kids that maybe are outcasts or... They the have, one that has Gerald Fogel's glance. Mm-hmm, yeah, but yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Little loner, like possibly loners or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have this uh, sexual interaction, which is not necessarily penetration. It can be other sort of things. It could be even just 
um, you know, uh, doing stuff that would be like someone exposing themselves to someone else. Absolutely. And, um, and then, and then there's a next phase, which is secrecy, which is, you know, trying to make sure that no one knows. Yeah. And of course these little kids, you know, they, they don't want to get this person in trouble. They have this, this, you know, unique relationship with them. And, but eventually that stuff kind of goes away. They grow up and things change and then they start, you know, telling people. So that next phase is the disclosure phase where people start to find out about what's going on. And then there's a suppression. So that can vary um, in, in this particular case where people grow up and they want to like not say anything about they just want to get over move it on with your life move on but then but they never do yeah i mean i'm not saying that they can't they i'm not saying they're choosing to go harm somebody or 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 that they can't be productive and have a great life mm-hmm. but it doesn't go away and and i'm not saying it would ever go away but you could have moments where it's hard to handle and and it could be handled better for you i i feel if 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 you uh, spoke about it and um, not not just not suppress it, mm-hmm. I, I think it's very helpful. Yeah. Well, and then you can get strategies to get your life together and right. be, absolutely, you know, successful. Absolutely. Some sexual abuse statistics in the United States: uh, Department of Health and Human Services, Child, Children's Bureau, uh, 2010 found that 9.2 percent of victimized children were sexually assaulted. Um, so that's a, a pretty big percentage of those that were abused were actually sexually abused. Mm. Um, one in five girls, one in 20 boys is a victim of sex abuse. Mm. That seems a little high. Yeah. Like I said, is, you know, most people, they go to school, there's a lot of kids around them. And again, if they're lucky that uh, they didn't get abused themselves, um, they're going to know some people that do. Mm-hmm. And it would be great that, and I, I appreciate that they talk about it in schools that that kids could be strong enough to speak out for them mm-hmm. because they, it's it's hard and it's rare that they do, or at least not during the time that could benefit them the most that could stop it mm-hmm. or stop them. So like you said, is some people wait till they're dead, and mm-hmm. then they have the courage to speak up, mm-hmm. and but they could have also stopped many more abuses from happening. Well, I'm concerned about the normalization that I that I'm seeing, especially you know the clip that we played early in the show about they're not bashful know, about these, calling themselves pedophiles. They they want to be considered to be minor attracted people, and just, just, and let's just let's get rid of the so stigma, what? right? If if we get rid of that stigma, then these stats are going to continue to climb. And we want to shrink these things. 16% of youth ages 14 to 17 had been sexually victimized in a, in a one-year period in the, in the United States. Over the course of their lifetime, 28 of the U.S. Uh, youth ages 14 to 17 had been sexually victimized. So let me ask you, do you think that these are based upon the people that come forward? Yeah, I mean, a lot of these are... I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. do you think... I mean, There's a lot that's probably unreported. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm just saying that I I, I wouldn't... I would put money on it's far worse than it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I uh, agree. Uh, did you want to add anything else? To... You know, Scott, if there is something that we could, I don't know, try to put out there to help people, do you have a, yeah. information that maybe if, if somebody uh, does want to get seek help, 
I'll put the uh, the web address in the in the show notes That's so great. folks can follow it. But thank you. Yeah, if, if you suspect that there's some some abuse happening and there's immediate danger, definitely call nine one one. That's yep. a great great way to go. But you can also just go to the childwelfare.gov website, and there's a whole bunch of resources there. Yeah, if you if you need help, yeah, um, seek it. Yep. Heck, you can even reach out to us. We at least uh, could even give you a number or two. Yep. Yep. We'll definitely we'll put some um, information on our website. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we will leave it at that. Um, I guess until we see you next time. Take care and be safe.